This is My Child Will Thrive, and I'm your host, Tara Hunkin, nutritional therapy practitioner, certified GAPS practitioner, restorative wellness practitioner, and mother. I'm thrilled to share with you the latest information, tips, resources, and tools to help you on the path to recovery for your child with ADHD, autism, sensory processing disorder, or learning disabilities. My own experiences with my daughter, combined with as much training as I can get my hands on, research I can dig into, and conferences I can attend, have helped me to develop systems and tools for parents like you who feel overwhelmed trying to help their children. So sit back as I share another great topic to help you on your journey. Hi, I want to welcome everyone back to the My Child Will Thrive podcast. We've had a nice summer break. And we're diving in today with um, the founder of one of my favorite resources that is out there for our kids. Um, I share the stuff from her uh, website all the time. Um, And even before I I had the pleasure of meeting her. So today I have with me uh, Dana Abraham from Lemon Lime Adventures. And um, Dana, like I said, I have been using your stuff and reading your your website for many years and uh, and I share it all the time because it is so helpful in so many ways to our parents so I want to welcome here, you here today and um, talk to you all about lemon lime adventures and, and what you guys are up to well thank you so much for having me first of all and I'm excited to chat with you and your your audience and your parents so I actually started Living Lime Adventures on a fluke. Um, my son was seven at the time, and at the time, I really felt like I was pretty much failing at, at being a parent. My son, I was an educator, so I had um, tons of years in the classroom at that point, and I had my national board certification, and so I knew kids, and I knew child development, but yet my son in school was having such a hard time. And so he was kicked out of preschool and then he was kicked out of summer camps and things like that. And then around second or third grade, it started getting really bad. And so we went through the whole IEP process and everything. We finally got the IEP, but I didn't actually believe it was going to make a difference in the way the school treated him. And so we made the decision to bring him home and homeschool him. So I like to say that I homeschooled against my will. (laughs) for many years (laughs) and so I decided to homeschool him and while I was searching for homeschool curriculum or advice or anything really that dealt with parenting a kid at home everything looked so perfect everything was picture perfect Pinterest perfect and I just was like there's no way that everyone has got this figured out and there's no way that homeschooling looks this good you know even in the classroom it didn't look that good so I was just like, there's no way. So I decided to start a blog the same day that I started homeschooling and I was just going to be completely real. So some of my first blog posts are really hard to read because I would post my like lesson plans for what we planned to do for the day. And then I would go and strike through them and say like, nope, there was a meltdown right there. So we didn't get to that. Or, you know, this didn't happen because of that. And so I just started telling our story. I started telling about the good days and the bad days and all the in-between days and the toll it was taking on me, how I was connecting with my kid and and all of that. And then it just kind of snowballed into what it is today. Yeah. Well, and and you and I were talking about um, earlier about one of the things that you do really, really well on 
on and with lemon lime and is providing parents with lots of tools um, to help navigate these things. Can you, for the people that aren't familiar, can you tell uh, a bit about what, what types of things, because I mean, you have gone, come a long way from just blogging about your daily homeschool experiences to really providing a full set of resources for, for um, kids that, uh, sorry, parents that are, are parenting kids that have a number of different um, challenges, whatever they may be. Yeah. So it started out, like I said, um, just documenting what we were doing. And then it turned into my son. I found out that I could connect with him through science. And so I started posting a bunch of science activities. And then I realized that I could create fun activities that could actually serve as things that would help get him unstuck. And so a lot of the activities early on like a weighted, you know, fidget or things like that, things that were fun for him. And so then he wanted to use them because I, I found that he wasn't wanting to do the things when he went to OT or when he went to speech. And, and I was needing help getting him to use the strategies. And I knew I needed like an out of the box way of doing that. And so that's how I got started with doing activities. Cause that was something that was fun for me as well. And it, kind of started when I started sharing about resources and information that all started because I needed to be able to explain why my son was doing what he was doing and be able to link back and share like, Oh, this is sensory processing. Well, what is sensory processing? And anytime back then, when you looked up sensory processing, it like made your eyes cross, like nothing made sense to the average parent or average teacher. And so I was like, okay, how can I describe this in a way that my neighbor could understand? And that is what it has kind of morphed into now mm -hmm. is that now it's about how to understand and connect with your kids, no matter what their strengths are or struggles are. And I like to come at it from the angle of strengths instead of struggles. And so we really talk about what could be laying under the surface. And a lot of my posts are about that, about what could really be happening when your kid can't sit still or when your kid is hitting someone else or when they refuse to go to school instead of labeling it or instead of, but really just figuring out why it's happening. Yeah. And I mean, and as I, we were talking about before, I mean, we, both you and I look at the why um, from different perspectives and that's what I love about what you're, you're doing. And, um, the, you know, the reality is we need to re navigate these challenges and, and their strengths and the challenges, but we do, as parents, we're navigating these challenges every day. And if we understand why they might be happening, we can figure out a way around them. Um, usually at some point in time that a light bulb goes on. And I always remember the days back when my daughter just, uh, I remember putting this, this sweater on her that I thought was really pretty and she thought was super itchy. And uh, it was like one of my bad parenting moments of trying to, 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 and not connecting with her where she was at and going, why do we need to really wear the, what she sees as, or feels as really, really itchy sweater um, when it, it just doesn't really matter. So it's, it's those, those moments in time when of course you, then you look back and you go like, talk about a bad parenting moment, <laughs> forcing my poor child to put this pretty sweater on. Um, just I, would argue, I would argue and say that it definitely was not a bad parenting moment. It was a learning <laughs> parenting moment. Exactly. And, 
and that you didn't have the tools or the information to make a better informed decision. Exactly. And that's why it's, it's so important to understand why these things are happening because then you realize it's really not about the behavior um, at all. The behavior is just letting you know what's going on with them at that particular moment. Cause you know, like we, our kids are good kids and they're just struggling with something that they can't express in a different way. So, um, figuring all that out makes a world of difference, both for the us as parents, not feeling like bad parents. And cause we do, we blame ourselves for these things going wrong. And, uh, and for that matter, we have family members and neighbors and everybody that, um, that, that don't understand. They just think it's uh, bad parenting, which right. is, it's really hard on everybody. Um, all at the same time. I think that that is some of my core why as well is one, I felt like a bad parent and it was before I had a name for what was happening with my son and what was going on with him because my son is twice exceptional. So he is autistic and he's gifted and he has a, um, auditory processing, you know, delay, and he has sensory processing disorder. So like he has all the letters, he has the alphabet soup. So I'm not saying that those aren't necessary, but when I was at the stage of trying to, uh, feel like a better parent and I was trying to get to know him and I was trying to help him. I didn't have names for any of it. And so I went searching for information and the only thing that I was given is you're a bad parent. Mm -hmm. And so that is kind of my core of why I talk about what you're seeing on the outside and what might be going on underneath. And then here's some tools to get your kid on board so that they're going to want to do these things and make the change for themselves or so that we can make the change and come closer to them, then it might be on your road to get those letters and mm -hmm. to get that. Cause there are, there's a good place for having those diagnosis and having resources. But if you have those letters, it's easier to find the resources. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. I have the exact <laughs> same experience. So, so it, it, and it's interesting, like you said, um, we're often told it is bad parenting. I actually just had a conversation with a parent um, last week at a conference and she's, she had some suspicions around some challenges that her son was having. And, um, she was told that it wasn't anything to do with him that was bad parenting. And I just about <laughs> exploded. I felt horrible for her because, um, I said, we, we need to, we need to trust your mom, mama gut and, uh, and start uh, looking further beyond that very simplistic, uh, response that, that we often get. Yes. So what are some of the favorite resources? Like you have so much stuff that, that people can dig into on London Lyman Adventures and there's so much that's there just for anyone that just shows up. What are some of the, the things that um, people gravitate towards? Like what are you, what are the most, um, favorite blog posts or, or resources that you've seen uh, parents uh, get the most use out, out of? And I know there's so much there, it's hard to na narrow it down, but which ones would, would stick out at you? And I'll make sure I link them below, uh, link them in the show notes. I as well. would say that any of the resources that touch on having an explosive child or having a child who is aggressive or just out of the box and different and, um, that helps explain their child in a way that no one else has ever explained them. I find that those tend to be the ones that people gravitate towards. For a long time, I tried to not write about those things. And I realized that that is, what, you know, how I can help people is by sharing that 
one, like we said, you're not a bad parent, but yes, here's all these things that happen when you're dealing with a child who struggles in this way. And not a lot of people want to talk about those really, really ugly days. And I have no problem being very open and honest. Um, we've gone through some really rough days and, you know, to the point of my son being hospitalized and us having to call the police and the fire department to our house and him getting stuck in a 40 foot tree and, you know, lots of things like that. And, and I don't have a problem sharing that. And I think that that is the type of stuff that people gravitate towards because you can't find that other places. Yeah. And it is that honesty along with um, explaining the why these things are happening that I think that has, um, uh, you know, is why Lemon Lime Adventures is, is known to be one of the best resources out there for parents. You've, um, a lot of parents, and one of the reasons why it's so great that we're talking now, are going through that transition. They've are the, just gotten their kids back to school if they're not homeschooling or they're transitioning into homeschooling or they're, they're in that process right now. Transitions are tough for most of our kids. So what, yeah, that's an understatement, right? Um, so, so what are your, what's your best advice to parents as they go through this phase of adjustment, um, which is probably one of the biggest ones of the year for, for all of us? Um, and, and, um, are there particular things they can go to in Love and Mind that would help them out with that as well? Yeah, so there's a couple of things that I would recommend anytime that there's some sort of transition, change in behavior, change in timing and things like that. I always recommend that people go towards making things more visual and using visual charts and breaking things down and making it as systematic as possible for their kids so that their kids can feel like they have some piece of control over mm -hmm. it. Um, and on our on Lemon Lime Adventures and also all throughout the Super Kids Activity Book, it's got um, it's got visuals that you can use. It's got things. The Super Kids Activity Guide is written to kids, so it has task charts and it has morning charts and it has simple routine changes and t visual timers and things like that. So. I would just say during this time, it's really important to just take that extra time to be ahead of the schedule. So if you know mornings are so hard to get out the door, then on the weekends, do some practicing of, you know, setting things up for success. So have your kids pick out their clothes ahead of time for the whole week. Have them, you know, make their lunch on Sunday night before. I just did a live on that on my Facebook page and shared our routine. My kindergartner makes her own lunch. And it's just all about helping them be independent so that they can feel in control because that transition back to school does not feel like they're the ones controlling the boat. And so just being ahead of the game a little bit, making things visual, breaking things down into small steps, and then just removing some of those expectations that while you're this age, you should be able to do this and changing some of those mindsets about what you do expect during those first few weeks. Yeah, uh, those are all great suggestions. I mean, it, it, I think it also helps too that, that those exact same things that you're talking about is making sure their teachers are carrying them through to the classroom. So setting that, seeing that schedule up on the board as opposed to having to guess what's happening next. So a lot of parents need to, if you don't have an IEP because you don't have a diagnosis or whatever, is seeing if you can go in and have that conversation and to use some of those 
tools in the classroom as well uh, would be amazing. The Super Kids Activity Guide, why don't you tell us a bit about that? Because um, not everybody might be familiar with that, and I'll also link to that as well. So the Super Kids Activity Guide was a super fun project for me. It started out as a book that was just going to be activities that were sensory-based that could be that parents or teachers could use to help their kids through daily situations. And as I started to write it, I realized that no one tells kids, you know, about these things. And that has been one of the biggest things that has helped us is getting my child on board is by teaching him how his brain works and teaching him about how his body works. And so in the super kids activity guide, it's written to the kids. We actually, I poke fun at parents a little bit. I call them grownups and I, have a train your adult section and in every activity and the book walks kids through the main sections of their day where they might have an argument or a battle or a frustration with a grown-up so getting out the door meal times getting ready for bed doing their homework playing with their friends so anywhere that they might have some sort of friction and struggle in their life, there's this fun activity that seems like they're playing, but it actually helps them with what's under the surface. So I explain to the kids what's happening. I tell them, give them words that they can use to teach their grown-ups why they're doing what they're doing. So there's one activity about cleaning your room. And in the train your adult section, it says, I bet you hear your adult say, like, clean up your room, and you just cleaned your room, and they don't think it's clean enough. And you know, they're like, why haven't you cleaned your room? And so I kind of go through the whole back and forth that you and I probably have had with our kids a million times. And every time a grown up reads that, they're like, oh my gosh, were you in my house this morning? <laughs> and, and so then it just explains like, you know, the next time this happens, explain to them that you need things broken into smaller steps and you, your visual, you know, senses and your executive functioning. And I explain all that to them. And, and so then there's this fun activity they can do. And my kids actually love it. So that yeah. it sounds, yeah. sounds amazing uh, because you, you're exactly right. I think you think most, most parents would think you were hiding in their closet, listening to what they're saying every morning to their kids. But I love the idea it's done from the perspective of the kids, because like you said, you're giving control back to them. And, uh, you know, so much of this, we have to teach our kids how to manage themselves. And because in the end, that's the whole point of this is that is figuring out a way to make them more independent to, to work around any of those, um, you know, like you said, lean to their strengths and work around the challenges that they, they may have. So that is a really cool guide. I know, though, that you have taken this even a step further now and um, have found um, you've, you've created a whole process, a whole um, method to um, how to work with our kids, but, but also to help train us parents. It's kind of, I kind of feel like we're like in that whole realm of you got to train the trainer. Um, it's like when you're, you're training, you're, you're, you want to take in a new pet into the house. And I'm not calling our kids pets, but I don't want to get the wrong impression. But sometimes it's the person who's trying to, to, to train is actually the one that needs to be trained and, and have a new way of looking at things in order to work well with, with our kids. What can you tell us? I know it's called Calm the Chaos. And I've been watching in the, in the periphery as you've been been working on this program and, and refining and perfecting it and working with parents and getting great success. Um, can you tell us a bit more about what Calm the Chaos is and, and how it helps? 
Yeah, so I'll just give kind of a brief overview of what it is, and then we can kind of dig in, and I'll go back and forth, answer your questions. Yeah. But, um, so Calm the Chaos is a step-by-step framework that helps you connect and understand with your unique child, the way your child works, and in a whole new way. And it gives you a toolbox of strategies that work, that actually work. You know, you always get these tools that, you know, you're like, yeah, but I've tried that and I've tried this and it doesn't work. But this gives you a toolbox of strategies and responses and systems that will um, allow you to respond with love and empathy instead of yelling and nagging. And, And then the final piece of the whole puzzle is that it allows you to empower your kids to grow into those independent and confident, successful adults that we were talking about by bringing them on board and making them a huge part of the process. So, so what is, what is that, what does the program look like in terms of, cause you, you have created an entire program around this now that you've had parents go through and, and we'll talk about some of the successes that, that, that they've seen from doing it. What does the, the program itself look like? Um, so if someone's to enter into it, what, what, what do they, what do they get? How do you interact with them in the program? Sorry. Um, so the program looks very similar to kind of like a coaching program, but, or, you know, kind of a mix between a coaching program and an online class. So they're going to get a lot of support, both from myself and my team. And we also have Calm the Chaos ambassadors who have been through the framework multiple times and applied it in their life and seen it work on multiple different, you know, challenges or struggles. And so you get this whole team of people that are going to help you. And we, we break it up into little tiny bite-sized steps and pieces, starting with the mindset and how to change your mindset, how to look at behavior differently, how to recognize all the small wins that are actually happening, you know, because the one thing that I get all the time is that, you know, well, my kid always does this, my kid never does this, or I always do this, I never do this. And making that change in the beginning can be really huge for opening up the possibilities of growth. Otherwise, you miss the growth that's happening a lot of times. So we start with mindset And we have weekly sessions where we'll do a coaching session and we've got a Facebook group where we are constantly chatting and and helping you work through it. And we develop something that's called a family success plan, which starts right at the very beginning. And each one of the modules that we work through in each of the stages goes into your family success plan. So at the beginning, you're trying to find each family member's superpower. And you're trying to find what their strengths are and what they're good at. And you're finding each person's why down to like your preschooler. It doesn't matter the age, but you're, you're really trying to find out what makes each person tick. And then you move into understanding them a little more. So we start talking about the sensory connection and we talk about how the brain works and why behaviors happen. And we talk about how to find patterns in the behavior And then once we find those patterns, we add that to the family success plan. So you now know, oh, dad doesn't like loud noises and mom doesn't like to be touched. And, you know, so everyone in the family knows what each person's likes and dislikes are. So it really helps you have this nice connected family. And then we move on to tools and strategies and ways to respond. And when you find ones that work as we work through the system, you add that to your family success plan. So you've got this nice little plan to fall back on when days get really bad or when you just need a restart. 
Yeah. Well, and, and it's funny because it, you talk about um, a lot of the same things I do, which I, within um, my, my group coaching, we talk about base camp, uh, you know, to build your base camp and, and, and you need that safe place to go back to when everything else is kind of falling apart. And it seems like you're not making any progress anywhere. And the reality is, is usually when you get back there and you look at that plan, the, the family success plan that you're creating, you will see um, that you have made a lot of progress. And we, we all get stuck in that because there are really bad days um, mixed with hopefully some good ones as well. And sometimes those, the progress is so incremental, we don't, we don't recognize it and also celebrate it on an ongoing basis. So I think that's a really great way to frame those things up and, and get that done. Um, what, what are some of the, what's some of the feedback you've had from these? Now you have ambassadors in there, which I think is, tells you right there that people don't want to leave. Um, they want to come and help support other families, which is pretty amazing. But what's sort of, sort of the feedback in terms of the, 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 the real big wins that people have found from coming through your program? So, um, I could go on and on. This is my favorite part is sharing all the wins that people are having. So this one mom, one thing that we hear a lot is that this was the last resort that people have tried that, you know, they've tried everything. They've tried the positive parenting classes and they've tried this class and they've even gone to doctors and professionals and maybe their kids are in therapy, but yet they're not seeing the progress at home. Every day still feels like they're what we, we call surviving the storm. It feels like they're just in the middle, the eye of the storm and they can barely just get through. And, and so that's where most of them enter. And one of my, one of our students, and she's now an ambassador, and actually she now works for our team because that seems to be what happens. They, they come, they stay, and then they're like, well, how can I help, you know, move this further? So it's pretty cool. So Jess is amazing, and she's been with the, she was the first person to ever use the framework. And she was able to, her son was having meltdowns like three, four, five times a day. And all the doctors told her it was her fault and it, she was a bad parent and she just needed to be stricter. She just needed to do all these things. And she was really struggling. And so she started applying some of the steps in the framework and started digging under the surface and finding out why he was doing what he was doing. And she was able to connect with him on such a, a better level where the meltdowns were starting to uh, decrease quite a bit and but then we all get complacent you know like we start kind of not you because the framework is something that gives you like what to do every single day almost you know like this is a plan for success um, as long as you're using it and but when we all get complacent I do it too and anytime our house starts to get crazy same as Jess's was I always go back to the framework and I start with step one which is connection and so she did that with her husband and she said, okay, this is crazy. Like we've got to figure this out. Their next step was to go to meds. And I know that you teach a holistic approach. And she was like, I'm just not ready yet. I'm not ready to throw in the towel. So, um, you know, I'm going to try the framework one more time, just step, 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 step. And so, you know, they made a plan, which is one of the biggest things that we talk about. And she said, when this happens, this is how we're going to, how we're going to see that behavior. This is how we're going to respond to that behavior. And then this is how we're going to reconnect after it happens. And so the next time her son, you know, had a meltdown, they went through that plan. And within a week and a half, she was getting upset at her daughter over something completely random and different. And her son walks up 
and goes through the steps with her and said, Mom, I noticed that you're doing this. I think it's because you might be upset about this. Maybe we should try this. Okay, now can we all reconnect and hug it out? And so he walked through the whole framework with her and calmed her down in just a week and a half of like reapplying the framework. Um, and That's she told me, yeah, and she called me the other day and she was like, you'll never believe this. Um, her son who couldn't really hang out at, I don't know how many of your families. I know I still get pits in my stomach when we go to parks. Um, so we, they were at a park and her son was playing and these big kids came into the playhouse that was at the playground and she goes, oh, here we go. You know, she just knew or had this thing feeling in her pit of her stomach that it was going to go south. And she, she stayed back and she watched and her son looked at them and said, well, I noticed that you are getting frustrated because you want to be in this house, but I was here first. And so I wonder what would happen if we made a schedule where we shared when we're in the house. And then they both like came up with this plan. And then he's like, I think we need to make a plan. And so they made a plan. And she was like, it was amazing. He used the framework start to finish on these random stranger kids. And there was no fight, no meltdown. And he made new friends, which never has happened to her son, you know, in the past. So it's stories like that. Like that's one but then there's stories of like, um, you know, Catherine who was hiding in her bed because she just was so overwhelmed by the behaviors that were happening at home. And she just, she was really depressed. And we know that there's like a, a health toll that it takes on us as well. And, and she ended up actually, when she started using the framework, because one of the pieces is to, you pick a wish um, that you'd like to see changed in your family. And, and then you, you only focus on that one thing so that you're not distracted by all the things that are happening, but just this one. And you start, you start trying to find the patterns in that one thing. And when she did that, she realized that she was a trigger for the behaviors that were happening. And so she decided to apply the framework to herself, not to her um, child. And she said within two weeks, she was a totally different person. She was like begging her husband to spend more time with the kids. And she, you know, just felt like she said that she felt like her child's um, needs didn't exceed her abilities anymore. And I was like, Oh, wow, that's really cool. That's huge. Yeah, it really is huge. Yeah. yeah. And because, and that's, that's why I thought it was so important to have you on today because I, there are so few people that are doing what you're doing. And doing it in a way that, that, like you said, that works. And I think it comes from being there and living through this yourself, testing this out time and time again. Like it's, you know, it's years of development, then your background and obviously in education plays into it as well. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a very unique um, combination. And I think that's why you get such great success with both Lime and Lime Adventures as well as with the Calm the Chaos uh, framework. And uh, which makes this even more exciting because I know that you're going to be um, offering that up again really soon. So we'll make sure maybe, maybe you can tell everybody a little bit about um, when they can, what we'll put a link so they can, they can sign up to hear more about Calm the Chaos if they're interested in that framework as well as all the other tools that we've talked about today. But uh, when, when will you be making this available to people again? Because I know you've been working on perfecting it. So um, you're going to be opening it to the wider audience now. 
We are. And so actually, we are starting our free series on September 13th. And so we are opening that up where we're going to just go through the framework and we're going to be talking about how to connect with your kid in, in different ways than just playing with them or spending time with them. How connecting with them is the core thing that you can do to move the needle in your relationship with your child and help understand them. And those mindsets that we talked about, we're going to be going over those in the free workshop and the two key mindsets that you can make, um, the shifts you can make to see your child's behaviors differently. And then we're going to go over the full framework um, and give you the mind map of the whole thing, start to finish. So you can get all of that for free in the workshop that's okay. starting. Yeah. That's amazing. And you said my favorite word, which is mind map. They're my favorite tools. Um, well, that's amazing. So we'll make sure that we link to all that um, uh, on, in the show notes to the podcast today. And I want to make sure also people go out and check out Love and Mom Adventures. If you haven't been there already, I, I, I'm excited because you are just going to open up a whole new world of resources that um, are there waiting for you. Um, and, uh, and they, they, like I said, they've helped so many people already. Um, it's exciting to see more new things coming out. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And they can go to calm the chaos workshop. Too. Oh, okay. Calm the chaos workshop as well. So we'll, we'll yeah, make sure that all that that's, that's, uh, linked below too. So, um, thanks again for spending time with us today, Dana. And, um, I can't wait to talk to you again soon. My Child Will Thrive is not a substitute for working with a qualified healthcare practitioner. The information provided on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat your child. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before implementing any information or treatments that you have learned about on this podcast. There are many gifted, passionate, and knowledgeable practitioners with hundreds if not thousands of hours of study and clinical experience available to help guide you. Part of our goal is to give you the knowledge and tools you need to effectively advocate for your child so that you don't blindly implement each new treatment that comes along. No one knows your child better than you. No one knows your child's history like you do or can better judge what is normal or abnormal for your child. The greatest success in recovery comes from the parent being informed and asking the right questions and making the best decisions for their child in coordination with a team of qualified practitioners in different areas of specialty. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me this week on the My Child Will Thrive podcast. I want to share with you the free tools I've created to help you on your journey. So head to mychildwillthrive.com forward slash library to get free access now. And as they say, it takes a village. Join us in the My Child Will Thrive Village Facebook group where you can meet like-minded parents and stay up to date on everything we have going on at My Child Will Thrive. This is Tara Hunkin and I'll catch you on the next podcast or over at mychildwillthrive.com.